0: Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning, and we are pleased to be joined by Luke Fry. He is Associate Director of Communication for the Connecticut Better Business Bureau. Good morning to you, sir. Hi, good morning. Well, it's summer vacation for a lot of folks, but that doesn't mean scammers are taking a break for the summer. In fact, there have been any number of scams that have cropped up since the pandemic began back in March. Tops on the list as people were trying to protect themselves with PPE. Phony cures and fake mask scams. Uh, tell us what's been happening there, Luke.
1: Yeah, so I would say probably in early March, end of February. Probably those people who now were saying, "Oh, they were smart, you know, to order masks because um, it didn't come out until after that that we should have masks on." Um, a lot of consumers online trying to find any PPE really that they could find, um, and one in. What ended up happening is a lot of consumers ordered masks from sites they had not heard of, had not used in the past, um, and ended up not having them shipped to their home. So um, in terms, it turned into an online purchase scam, masks never came, or if it claimed to be a certain type of mask, it was not um, as high quality as the consumers assumed or thought it would be. the other issue there was a lot of price gouging as well. So, scammers who didn't even ship masks to consumers actually also jacked up their price of their non existent masks. Um, so, consumers not only were trying to buy big packs of them and probably were overpaying, they also didn't even receive the product either.
0: So what advice do you have for people looking for masks? I know they've become more readily available now, but if someone is mask shopping, should they they deal with a retailer they know?
1: Sure. I mean, yeah, it's kind of gotten to a time where you can find masks more places. Um, however, if you are going to order them online or any type of PPE, um, we even saw businesses being scammed trying to buy PPE. So it's really all about researching whatever site you plan on purchasing any product from it, kind of boils down to again an online purchase scam. Um, you know, searching bbb.org, our scam tracker, even Googling that website's name just to see if any other person had ordered off of it, especially during COVID 19 um, and actually received the products. I also tell people don't trust reviews housed on their own site. Um, so if it's a scam site, most likely it's going to say, We have five stars. Here's all these reviews from our happy customers. And chances are, those are going to be a scam as well. So always doing that third party search and making sure that you know where you are ordering something from.
0: And talking a little about internet savviness here, I may have searched for masks for a news story or something I was doing. And now it mm-hmm. seems every website I go to, there are ads for masks following me. Is there a way to... Avoid that? To avoid being served advertisements.
1: Um, I'm not sure. I know a lot of people who use the incognito tabs now. Um, I actually, I'll tell you a personal story here. I actually bought a can of paint um, yesterday at a big box um, home improvement store. And then I was served several ads on social media for that brand of paint. Um, So I was kind of concerned. Because I didn't even Google that pain at all. Um, So it was kind of eerie to me that I was being served ads for a product I had purchased and hadn't even Googled. So um, it's all about that privacy. A lot of people opt to use incognito tabs. um, And yeah, I mean... When it boils down to it, I think a lot of our personal information and purchases are shared with apps and companies that we don't realize.
0: Now, going back to the masks, I suppose another concern might be an advertisement saying this is n95 when it's it's really not an n95 masks and it's not filtering out what it's supposed to filter out so again it's it's always important to do your homework work i suppose
1: yeah exactly and always you know making sure whatever retailer is claiming to sell that to you um are they a trusted retailer if you get that product and it's not what it says what are your options you know can you return it um again, is it a retailer that will make sure you receive the product you think you're buying is really important.
0: Now, when it comes to retailers like Amazon, they are known for their customer service, but oftentimes what you're buying on Amazon is coming from a third party, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um, Not every product on Amazon is sold and shipped by Amazon. So we even saw, you know, previously, probably in early March, um, Amazon actually put a hold on how many masks one person could order um, if you were not some sort of healthcare worker, employee, or business. Um, And we also saw an issue, I believe Attorney General Tong um, looked into a lot of masks and PPE being sold on Amazon for extremely high prices. So that brings up the price gouging issue of all of these companies, whether they be overseas or even here, um, trying to sell their products on Amazon at an extremely high price. And you know, trying to price gouge people who are trying to order this PPE so that they can go out and do their job or even go out and buy groceries. Um, So that was also a whole issue in itself is the the, uh, price gouging of products on Amazon.
0: You you said you got wind of some of these scams from your scam tracker. Tell us what that is and can people report a problem if, if they've been scammed?
1: Yeah, definitely. So our BBB Scam Tracker, you can go to bbb.org slash scam tracker. And it's a cool interactive map that um, spans over the entire country. And you can actually zoom into Connecticut and only look at Connecticut scams or also into your town. So it even goes that finite. And you can see what scams are happening in your area, what people are being scammed by, if they're being approached by scammers, cold called by scammers. And again, if anybody has um, scammed you, if you have interacted with anybody that seemed like a scammer, you can submit that to our BBB scam tracker so that other people can see it. And also BBB takes all of that Information and we do in depth research, seeing where these uh, scammers are targeting or what types of scams during what times of year. Um, So, BBB does a lot of good also if you submit to BBB Scam Tracker so that we can get out there and tell consumers and tell people what is going on in their own backyard.
0: So, really, it's contributing and maybe. Helping to ensure that someone else doesn't get taken.
1: Yes. And I mean, um, a lot of people who have been scammed ask me, well, you know, if you can't get my money back right now, why should I submit to BBB Scam Tracker? And for people who don't automatically say, I want to, I want to prevent people from falling victim to that same company or person, um, that's really what we tell them. It's all about helping other people. BBB is all about scam prevention in any way, shape, or form we can.
0: You mentioned price gouging, aka shortage scams, and let's, let's move to that. We, we've seen plenty of that, especially at the onset of the pandemic. How were people being gouged?
1: Yeah, so people were being price gouged in a lot of different ways. Um, I think another popular item that was price gouged was hand sanitizer. So I believe we all probably saw the article about a guy in – I don't know, it could have been Oklahoma or it was out west, who bought up all of this hand sanitizer and then planned on selling it at an extremely high price. And that's actually illegal. You can't do that for any type of product, especially in a time like COVID-19. And it almost got to a time where you know toilet paper, paper towels, uh, hand sanitizer, masks, PPE, all of those types of products we saw if you were trying to order online at extremely high prices and a lot higher than normal, too. Um, so it was it was important for us to kind of get out there and say, "Hey, we know you need these products, but really beware of what you are paying. And we encourage people, if you were going to smaller shops um, and saw these items marked up to an extremely high price to let us know, let the attorney general know, because they can't be doing that. These were products people needed, and you cannot price gouge consumers for products that they need um, in a time like COVID-19.
0: Now, with that said, I guess there is kind of a a gray area in terms of whether or not something is price gouging, because, you know, prices for certain items have gone up, such as food during the pandemic, and a small increase might not be an indication of price gouging, correct?
1: Yeah, so it is kind of a fine line as to, oh, did the price go up or are they price gouging? So if you are buying a pump, I would say of hand sanitizer, and it's marked for $10, that is most likely price gouging, when in all reality, a pump of, of hand sanitizer is usually 3 to $4, I would say. Um, so again, a lot of people let us know. Some weren't price gouging, some were, um, but it's all about keeping a an eye out there and obviously if it's a product marked extremely high um you shouldn't buy that and let us know let the attorney general know if it is something you feel has been price gouged
0: so if you see an item that is hundreds of uh, percent more of what it it was previously that's a good indication that people are gouging
1: yes i I unfortunately don't have the exact amount um, over the market price of a product you can charge. Um, I'm sure the attorney general would have that, but usually... items aren't teetering, it's either way too much, or it's not price uh, gouging at all. So you just have to keep your eye out on that one.
0: Now, you you mentioned a, a number of resources, of course, the BBB, the Attorney General's Office, and the Department of Consumer Protection. If you think you're being scammed or price gouged, where does one start to report that?
1: Sure. So there's a lot of resources, and ideally, you can come to any of us. So we all work hand in hand. If any of us see a trend in complaints, a trend in price gouging, we shared our price gouging complaints with the attorney general's office. So we all work collaboratively. So as long as you come to one of us, we will try to, you know, help you with your complaint or if you're being scammed help you through that process what you can do um, and next steps basically
0: you're listening to face connecticut we are talking to luke fry he is associate director of communication at the better business bureau serving connecticut another popular scam that has cropped up is economic stimulus payment checks You know, a a lot of people are thinking, am I going to be getting a a second payment from the government? There's been a lot of talk about that, but some are still waiting for their first. And unfortunately, scammers are trying to take advantage.
1: Yeah. So I would say back when we first got news that a check was going to be coming out to um everybody, basically, Um, there was a lot of scams popping up of people being cold called, people being emailed, or even text being asked to confirm things like your address, your social security number, to confirm that you should receive a check. And we learned quickly that you didn't have to do anything in order to receive your check. It went all Off of your previous year's IRS uh, and tax returns. So, all of these virtually were scams, people being contacted in any way, shape, or form, you know, being asked to give any sort of personal information um, was a scam. So, we Uh, encourage people to not text back, not click on links being sent to them in order to activate their check. Um, And again, you didn't have to do anything in order to get it.
0: So also on the list is phishing scams. and, And it seems sometimes these stimulus check scams and phishing scams go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we also saw some contact tracing scams as well through that. So some consumers were being texted or emailed links saying, hey, you've come in contact with a person who has COVID-19 now. You now have to enter, again, your address, your social security number, any other person you've interacted with, and who knows what else it was asking. And some people who thought it was legitimate were actually calling their friends, asking for their social security numbers and addresses to hand over to these scammers. So right now there is no official contact tracing method that the CDC is using. So if you are cold called or contacted by anybody, unfortunately, it's kind of at your own risk. Share what you want to share and don't feel obligated that you have to hand over all of these personal documents just because someone has told you you've come in contact with a person who now has COVID-19.
0: What are some signs that something might be a scam when you are contacted via telephone, text, or, or email?
1: Yeah, I would say a text, a lot of these links that come through text just look odd. It looks like it's taking you to a site that you've probably not heard of in the past, or even, you know, if it's taking you to, I don't know, a site that seems like it's too catchy, like, I don't know, COVID-19contacttracing.com. That could be a site, but I'm just saying as an example Things like that. And I tell people constantly too. I mean, um, unless you know a person is texting you, unless you know your bank is going to text you some password protection link that you've initiated, links through text usually are not good at all. Um, So a lot of people get those texts from their bank saying, hey, your account is hacked click this link to log in and check it out. And what it ends up being is not from your bank, A, and B, you log in, it doesn't work. However, you just entered your bank login credentials into a site that you have no clue where that's going. So really knowing where a link is taking you is the most important thing.
0: And if you have any suspicions that it might be a scam, confirm it independently, call that agency that the potential scammers claiming to be from and say, Hey, have you tried to contact me?
1: Exactly. And even if it's your bank and it's after COVID-19 and a person calls and even claims to be from your bank. And even if it comes up on your caller ID as your bank, you unfortunately can't trust any of that. So if you don't feel like something is right You can always hang up or don't click that link in your text and call your bank at the number that you know to be your bank's number just to confirm that something is either wrong or that you have to, you know, confirm something. Um, It's always best to either hang up and contact whoever it is by the means that you know how to contact them.
0: When it comes to requests for people's social security numbers and other important information, does it seem that even legitimate organizations sometimes ask for that when they don't really need it?
1: Um, That's quite possible. I mean, now after I've been educating consumers about not giving out personal information, I'm definitely more skeptical even if my bank is calling me or even if I'm talking to my bank. You know, and, and I even kind of get personally frustrated um, that you have to give your cable company and your utility companies that type of information constantly. So anytime I call in and have a question, I do have to give them that. And again, it's, it's cable and electric. Uh, So I personally don't feel that I should have to give that out when contacting a company like that. However, that's how it is right now. Um, A lot of things are changing. Uh, A lot of people are learning how important it is to keep personal information personal. So hopefully some changes are made in the next few years so that you don't have to give that type of info out to all of these companies all the time.
0: And in some cases, the bottom line is you can refuse and basically say that's not so, not something I give out. We're going to have to find another way to do this. And in some cases, they're they're willing to work with you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of turned into a go to for a lot of companies. Oh, confirm last four of your social. And I'm not always comfortable doing that. So yeah, I I'll say oh, I'm not comfortable doing that. Can I? You know confirm any other way, by my address or a password or, or any of that. And companies should oblige to that.
0: Now, another thing we've seen during the pandemic is puppy scams. A lot of people have been at home more than they typically would be, and they think to themselves, well, this is a good time to, to get a dog and you know get it acquainted as part of our family. And unfortunately, scammers are taking advantage of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it actually was a perfect time, I would say, for a lot of people to get dogs since I talk about puppy uh, scams previously and have. And um, I always tell people, you always need to make sure you have enough time in order to you know, really take care of that puppy and um, get it into your home. And it was a perfect time. Everybody was working at home. The kids were home. And a lot of people turned to buying a pet. And what we found out, and what I keep seeing on our BBB scam tracker, and I would say it's the most popular scam on BBB scam tracker in Connecticut, are these puppy scams. Uh, consumers going online in you know in hopes to buying and purchasing a pet, and it's usually a certain breed of dog. And what ends up happening is you pay all of this money for an animal and it does not show up. It is not real. And these stories are so intricate on how these scammers convince you they are a legitimate breeder. Um, a lot of victims even text the scammer almost daily. They get pictures daily of their puppy they're about to buy, and it seems like such a real process, and it ends up being a complete scam.
0: And do we know if these people are operating within the country or offshore? Um, That's a good
1: question. I think it's a mix with puppy scams. Other types of scams, it is a lot of um, offshore scammers. However, in puppy scams, I think it's kind of half and half, but regardless, you really have to be aware of who you're purchasing a pet from. Again, my advice is researching that breeder, seeing if anybody else has gotten a pet from them. And I also talk about the reverse Google image search. So any images you are sent via email or text of a puppy that you're planning on buying Doing that Google image search and seeing if it's been used online, seeing if it's just an an image being pulled off of Google um, is a great step to make sure you aren't being scammed.
0: And Luke, what are the best places to go online if they want to learn more about the scams making the rounds these days?
1: Sure. So BBB created a great page. Um, It's BBB.org slash coronavirus. And you can go there and see articles for all of these scams I just talked about and every scam that's kind of been going around right now through COVID. And um, it's really unfortunate to see the plethora of uh, categories and situations where scammers have really made themselves um, or have adapted themselves you know, to continue to scam through a crisis like this.
0: He is Luke Fry, Associate Director of Communication for the Better Business Bureau, serving Connecticut. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio.